see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and Latoya, it's second to none. Welcome to In the Stacks with Barry. And LaToya. You sound like crap. <laughs> I feel like crap. I actually sound much, much better right now. Um, at one point today, um, the students, when they walked in and I started talking, they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what's yesterday? And they're like, you didn't sound like that. And I said, well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was so painful to talk. Um, but I've just had dinner. Mm -hmm. Say um, the hamburger that I ate. Um, felt so good when I was down your throat. Yes. Yeah. It's like it was clearing gunk as it was going. Yeah. So, was, do you, is it strep or is it, it just sore throat? It was almost sensual. <laughs> it really was. It really was. Um, now I don't know what it is. Um, one of my students the other day walked up to me in the hall and she said, Oh, Mr. Reese, I'm so sick. Blah, blah. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. And so we were talking and she walked away and I swear to God, Right, I think she's like she was like typhoid Mary or something. Mm -hmm. right? Because within five minutes, I, I, I was I was reading out loud to the. the what is all that noise? Stop touching stuff. There's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I was touching something on my keyboard. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I was uh, you throw me off my story now. You were talking about how patient now, I zero. I was and... <laughs> yeah, now you're killing me. All right, I was reading. And, and I, I kept having to clear my throat, right? And one of the students says, oh, Mr. Reese, are you getting sick? And I said, no. <laughs> I'm just, I just had to clear my throat, right? And that night, I started feeling sick. Mm -hmm. Next morning, I found uh, my student, and I said, you made me sick, right? Yep. Said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, well, you know, it had to be you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, earlier today, I mean, there was different points where uh, I just couldn't talk. And uh, well, what's funny though is that you say that, and like, so you actually have a full now a very full understanding of what it's like for me when I'm in the same room as somebody who is sick. Because what you just described is exactly what happens to me. So my brother likes to believe yeah, that I'm a just a hyper. No, I'm not a hypochondriac. If somebody sick, <laughs> they talk to you on the phone. You would used to run in my office and say, "Barry, I'm." <laughs> But no, the way you described it is exactly how I feel whenever I'm in the space with someone who is sick. Within moments of them being in that space and like sharing a conversation and breathing the same air, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. Look, for anybody listening, I, <laughs> I guarantee you, all right, that within the next three days, I'll get a text from LaToya saying, you made me sick, motherfucker. <laughs> Right. Even though we're in completely different parts of the state. <laughs> well, if I do end up sick in a couple of days, I can't blame it on you, but I will blame it on you. Yeah, exactly. So okay. big, exciting news. Okay. What's that? All right. So, um, you know, we've been talking about having guests and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Have we really, yeah. Okay. With me tonight is Prince T'Challa. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, that was him. Now he's actually he's in the room, right? But he's like on the back side. So I don't know how if you can hear him say, but introduce yourself, T'Challa. It is I, the great prince T'Challa. <laughs> now and, Yes, I can hear him. <laughs> and so I wanted to have, have you on the show when I said this to T'Challa Latoya. Mm -hmm. Um so I want you to look around, T'Challa. Someday, all of this will be yours, <laughs> right? including the show, okay? Wow, okay, I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> Someday, it will be in the stacks with Barry's son and Latoya, <laughs> right? And, and, and then later on, it'll be in the stacks with Barry's son and Latoya's husband, because that damn, that old man's going to outlive all of us, I'm sure. I'm sure he will, yes. The cockroach will outlive us all. Yeah, so. So, her husband, he's, he's 75. <laughs> he's 
She's 75. <laughs> and I feel that's a little exaggerated. It's not. It's it not. totally is, Chitala. Thank you. Well, sorry, so, sorry, so you're 40, right? Excuse me? You're 40, right? No, I'm not 40. I am still 38. I will be 39 okay. next month. Right, she's 38.99. She's. <laughs> I'm flies. I'm she's catching up to me every day. She's getting to me in age. <laughs> uh, how old is he really? He's 55. 55. Yeah. So there's like a 16-year difference in their ages. Yeah. Yeah. But, he, you know, he's, he's like, I don't know, he's like cured or something. I think people who come from um, the islands, it's like when you cure meat. Yes, you yes. Ask longer. Throw <laughs> some salt in that. Yeah, he, he's salty. <laughs> he is very salty. So Anyway, but yeah, T'Challa's here. He may jump in every That night. is awesome, yeah. So since we've been back from our, our um, I guess, our long hiatus, he's the first guest on the show. Yes, our lost weekend. <laughs> T'Challa says he's very lucky. Yes, he's very lucky. Yeah. Um, so get to watch you in action. That's right. Yeah. Learning from the master. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I keep threatening to make him uh, be on one of my ROM episodes. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'll be able to persuade him to do that. I would gladly do that. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, he said it. It's recorded, so he That's said right. he'll gladly do it. We've got evidence now. Yep. Um, I read the beautiful ones which was the, uh, the Prince book you gave me for my birthday. Yes, and how was it? It was interesting. Um, oh, okay. Well, it's not really a biography, which is what I, I thought it was. Um, it turns out it's really more a book about the book they were going to write. Right. Because he was talking to this guy for a few months off and on, and Prince himself had written the first 10 pages by hand. Mm -hmm. And then Prince died. And so the family, you know, they needed to monetize things as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. They, you know, taxes and all this kind of stuff. And so they found out that he had been working on this book. And so they contacted the guy he was working with and they said, you know, is there any way we could still do the book? And so they let him come in and go through Prince's, you know, things. Oh, okay. So the book is divided into really like four sections. Mm -hmm. and the, the first section is like him talking about, you know, the times he did hang out with Prince, which were really only like four or five times um, and what Prince was like and this kind of thing. And then um, the second part of the book is actually Prince's handwritten pages. Wow. Um, so you see them actually in his handwriting and then they have them transcribed. Mm -hmm. And recursive and um and you know he he wrote the way he would sometimes i had read his lyrics before so i was used to him writing like this but like he doesn't use the letter i he would like draw an eye an eyeball <laughs> okay and, well i mean uh, prince was always very odd but okay right so if he if he were saying i see you it would be an eyeball the letter c and the letter u right okay <laughs> And so, there, you know, a lot of his 10 pages were like that. Wow. Yeah. And then the next part of the book is like a, uh, basically all the photographs that he had been collecting in like a photo book mm -hmm. and uh, going back to like the 1970s and um, a lot of interesting pictures in there. Um, then there was um, Prince's original um, script and ideas and everything for Purple Rain. Wow. Okay. And, um, and that was interesting. Um, but that's really what the book is. Uh, so it's like a compilation of things. Yes. It's okay. not, you know, I've read lots and lots of music um, biographies because, you know, you, you're weird in that, like, you like those sports documentaries. Yes. And, yes. And, um, and I, I feel that way actually about music documentaries and music um, biographies. I've read a lot of them. No, you are weird like that about those weird Nazi programs. <laughs> <laughs> they know the World War II, how people died, is he still alive, conspiracy junk, they run late night on a um, history channel, yeah, that stuff. I See? Have See, Barry, your own son is talking about your Nazi love. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have to ask. I mean, I understand it's entertaining,
Now, see, first of all, you know, you misunderstood that you're supposed to actually be with me <laughs> up against her as opposed to this feeling. I, I'm the antagonist. Remember? Yeah, you're the um, You know, yeah, so, you know, I, I find that whole period of history interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It, it is, is, see? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, it's almost borderline fanaticism exactly it's, it's thank fanatic. you t'challa <laughs> uh, you know it, it's pretty close but you know if you if you don't know about history then you're doomed to repeat it mm-hmm. you're gonna repeat it anyway because that's how it works people's yeah. memories are short so <laughs> that's true uh, the only so, other- but i mean so it was it at least worth the read it was it something of of general interest to you yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I, I you know, I love um, Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, a lot of the photos were very interesting. Um, there were some things, a couple of things in there that I didn't know before. Okay. Like, um, you know, I've, I've heard, read a lot about the, the kind of strange relationship between Prince and Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. But at one point, Michael had contacted Prince's people and he wanted Prince to record the song bad. Okay. All right. Yeah, Michael, you know, of course had supposedly written it. Mm-hmm. I say supposedly, cause I, I think a lot of his music might've been written by, uh, you know, Quincy Jones, but anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we won't go into that, but go ahead. So Michael wanted Prince to record this song. And when Prince was told this, his reaction was, um, shall we say not, not very complimentary. Uh, he's, he, he basically said, oh, so he wants me to punk out like that, huh? Mm, wow. Prince saw it as Michael basically, he, th- he felt that it would look like Michael was writing a song for Prince and that Prince was recording it because Michael was the one with the talent. Right, right. I could see that. Okay. He was writing a hit for Prince. And Prince was like, oh, you know, hell no. <laughs> and, um, same. Yeah, because I mean, Prince, you know, I'm sorry, far more talented. Okay. Anyway, um, so that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean, and when you think about it, when you say that it was for bad, it makes you rethink it. And it's like, could you imagine Prince on that track? Yeah, I know. I've I've been trying to picture Prince singing that song. Yeah. And I could see. I mean, Prince. I just can't see Prince singing that song. No, well, because I think it would be a completely different song. It would have had to have changed. There's no way Prince would have done it the way that it's arranged by Michael or whoever ultimately arranged it. Michael did it. I was like, you know, this is just ridiculous. It was (laughs) trying to, you know, to be bad. Yeah, yeah. Prince, Prince, you know, he can be nasty. (laughs) Um, Not just bad, but nasty. Yeah. So, but, you know, Prince, Prince was such an interesting guy because, you know, he would record those songs, but then, you know, he had like, he, in, in real life, for instance, he never swore, mm-hmm. right? He only swore on songs. And um, they, they mentioned in there that, you know, several times when this uh, reporter guy was with him, that people would always play Prince songs when Prince was in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, like he had never heard his own music. I know, really. It's like, do really? <laughs> yeah. And, um, but anytime they would start playing one of his dirty songs, mm-hmm. he would immediately, you know, get one of his people and he's like, you know, tell them to take that off. And, um, they would have to go and change the song to something. Oh, else. so he, so with the dirty stuff is his intention that it's like for private listening, not really a public consumption kind of thing. Um, I had seen him in other books, not in this one, but in other uh, interviews and stuff talking about basically that, you know, that he gets all of that stuff out in music. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's just music. It's part of funk, you know, and that people can listen to it. But, you know, he doesn't need that in his own life because that's negative energy. Okay, so that's his way of expelling the negative energy. He puts it out right. there. He doesn't need it back. Exactly. <laughs> okay. They mentioned that, you know, for instance, he hated when people would say his stuff was magical. Or mm-hmm. sometimes they would say that he would in, in, have like an alchemical fusion of rock and funk. He hated mentioning of things like alchemy and magic and stuff like that because, you know, that's all stuff that that's not what he was about. 
He's about positive, you know, life affirming energy. Because was he raised as a Seventh Day Adventist or something, or what? How was he raised? Because I mean, I know he's just he was just odd when it came to that kind of stuff. He's a um a uh, what do you call him? The folks who knock on your door on Saturdays. Oh. Seven Day Adventist, <laughs> Jehovah Mormon. Witness, or oh, a Mormon. Okay. He's a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is okay. Yeah. I think what I think the the Seventh Day Adventist. That's another name for Mormon. I don't a heck if I know. I don't yeah. I don't even really yeah, I, care. I, I just <laughs> I know he was um, you know, the watchtower guys. Okay. Cuz I mean it just it felt like though ultimately to me that like he was raised one way but his ultimate belief was a twisted meshing of the how he was raised and then just how he was. I don't know. It just Well, I think it, that's everybody ends up in some, <laughs> in some way in some way but his was i think because of the type of person he was the persona that he had it it made it even weirder yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah but that's cool i'm glad that you at least got something out of it um yeah. so yeah and so uh, your old man was home for the the weekend right yeah weekend air quotes uh he's supposed to come home every two weeks and they just, I don't know, with the company he works for, they're, the people who do dispatch and stuff, they're they're always horrible. So this, whereas he was supposed to be coming home like Friday night, maybe even Saturday, he didn't get here until Sunday afternoon. So he didn't leave until uh, yesterday. Yesterday morning is when he left. And so, yeah, we had some time to spend together. I was stressed out the whole time, though, because, you know, I'm That's like... Clear. Huh? Because he was there. Well, I mean, that too. However, you know, I'm like, it's deliberate that he comes home on the weekends because I'm like, then it doesn't interfere with my work week. Granted that Mondays, I usually reserve for me to just do my own stuff in the office, non-client work and stuff. But I also use that as my catch-up day in the event that I didn't finish something from the previous week. So it was just a little weird because, you know, it's like, okay, with Monday, I could kind of, you know, not be in the office much. But yesterday, um, Tuesday is my meetings day. So my entire day is filled with maybe up to eight meetings on a Tuesday. And, uh -huh. and then, you know, I was stressed because, you know, it's like, I don't see him um, for two weeks. And then when he is here, then I have to be in the office working. And so, I mean, you know, it's just, it's frustrating. I told him, I mean, I'm, I'm irritated with him at the moment, but I told him, I don't even know why I'm married. Cause you know, I'm like, I, I'm alone most of the time and he's not here very much for it to really, you know, make a difference. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so he did come. Um, we're hoping that he'll be able to actually be home for Thanksgiving because he's not entirely sure. Although he says, Oh, I'm gonna make sure I'm home. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm not holding my breath. So, cause anytime he tells me anything about, Oh, he's going to be somewhere at X time. And if he's driving home with the truck kind of thing, I'm like, you know, he made his conservative guess. You're going to have to add another three to four hours on top of it because there's always something that happens. So well, guess he's an old man, an old man. Old man <laughs> you sure he needs to be out that much? Exactly. I feel that way. I don't think he should be, but you know, he is, he's providing for the family. He does at least take the burden off of me as far as, the insurance side of things health insurance and stuff so you know at least that's good but I'm like I was already married to someone who is in law enforcement and the military and I just certainly didn't intend to marry someone who was going to keep a similar schedule you know <laughs> so it is what it is I just have to you know it's like you either accept it or you do something about it right now I don't have the energy to do anything about it so I'm just accepting it well, see, T'Challa, and plus you have to keep in mind that that Kay has had what, like, thirty-three jobs since she something been... like that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> at this point, you know, he has a job. That's a positive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I do have to say, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, was uh that thing you were talking about a minute ago? Just, it's either do something about it or don't do something about it. Mm -hmm. 
have the energy to do, to do something about it. <laughs> that you just described every problem that ever occurred in my life. Yep, that is life, and you get to look forward to that even more for many, many years. <laughs> yes. Right there, procrastination. Yeah. at its finest. But yeah, you either you either have the energy or desire to get something done or changed, or you're just like, screw it, I'm just gonna leave it alone and go with it. So sometimes it's not even worth the headache of creating more headache for yourself. <laughs> so yeah. So yes. Additionally, um, we had someone come out last week. They were doing working on the roof next door, and so my neighborhood was built in the late '90s. And so, you know, it was obviously one builder. And so the people who did the roof was one, one company. And so, uh, anyway, long story short, they did a free inspection and all that stuff. And we were, it was confirmed that the roof on this house is the original roof on the house, <laughs> which is 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And so um, we'd had some recent storms, hail storms, that kind of stuff, um, a couple months back and so I went ahead and did submit a claim apparently it's approved but it's not processed through with the paperwork so I don't know if I'm getting an entirely new roof which would be amazing or right. if they're just going to um, redo parts of it because from what I was told and the pictures I saw the back apparently is worse than the front so I don't know we shall see but it will be exciting if we do in fact get a new roof because I mean stuff like that you know I mean obviously is expensive and you know if if the insurance company is going to pay for a whole new roof given the age of the roof because apparently that was a good thing that it was an old you know roof I'm like okay I would think that if it's an older roof any warranty or anything like that would have been you know done away with and so they would then charge you more but anyway so fingers crossed that in the next couple day, couple days i will know for sure what's what and we may be getting a new roof nice yep you don't have to have a raise the roof party <laughs> something like that kenrick was like um so when they're gonna do the roof are they gonna do like the gutter guard stuff i'm like i wish because he spent part of his time when he was home blowing out the gutters uh because we have a lot of tree cover mm -hmm. and we need to actually get the trees in the front yard chopped down because they're they were never they should never have been planted there anyway but uh, we got a lot of stuff in the gutters from the those trees and yeah he's like he's definitely too old for that because he got this contraption thing where it's like it attaches to the blower and it's like this this thing that shoots up and then shoots down a little bit so you could be standing on the ground and blowing out your gutters from below but it doesn't have enough oomph I guess so he ends up having to get the ladder out and going up there to get some of it out and he was like yeah he's just too old for that mess so I'm like yeah I could have told him that before he even got on the roof so Man, his age, like breaking a hip could be fatal exactly I told him he is not that well insured if he was to kick the bucket I would not be getting much so he needs to stop that there you go and lastly, today's my grandfather's 80th birthday. Uh, I still, I haven't called him yet. I plan on calling him after the show simply because, again, I was in meetings all day. And yes, I mean, granted. Very busy. What? Yes, we get it. You're very busy. Whatever. Uh, so I will be giving him a call to tell him happy 80th. I hope that I would have been able to be there with him uh, for his 80th birthday, but it didn't work out that way. And so, yeah, it's weird because I've been, I, I think I've talked about this before. I've been distancing myself a bit from like my grandparents and stuff, the ones that are still alive, because there's, there's so a part of me that I'm hoping to somehow buffer the pain of ultimately losing them. So yeah. it's weird. I know, but. Well, no, I mean, I, I understand it. Of course you, you know, also will wish that you had, taking advantage of the time when they're here right yeah yeah it is it's a double-edged sword but for me i'm like the lesser of the two evils for me is to um cherish the time that we've had together because again they are getting older in age obviously and i want to remember them as i do now and as they were in my youth um 
so I don't want to really think about him being frail, which he is now. And uh, yeah, I mean, everything, just everything with my grandparents and then obviously with Jamaica and stuff, nothing is the same. I know everything changes, things have to change, but I, I do, I, I'm good at compartmentalizing certain things. And the, those, these are the types of things that I compartmentalize and I need for it to be in that space in the way that it is. I don't want it to change. So okay. I'm not emotionally prepared to deal with it, with it otherwise. I'm stunted. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking every week for the past couple of um, episodes about Veronica Mars. Uh, tell me about. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm emotionally. <laughs> now, actually, the, the the fury I felt uh, has has dissipated. Okay, because uh, I will say to our listeners that once you finished watching the last season of Veronica Mars, you were not happy at all. Like you were pissed. I was. Um, you know, and I, you know, they kill a character who's been around since the very first episode. I mean, who's arguably next to Veronica herself, the most important character on the show, and um, it was just a it was just a sucky way to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially since now it looks like there may never be a fifth season. Well, uh, I mean, and certainly given what you've told me, if they killed off this particular character, it's like where the hell do they go? I mean, you know, like it did would definitely change the way the show would work, right? Yeah, it would. So, and and look, I, he that character was never necessarily one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. There are times I liked him, times I didn't. But he's an in, integral part, integral part of the show. So, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't Veronica who died. Obviously, I'm glad mm-hmm. it wasn't her dad. But yeah, because you said that ultimately the way it was done too was just kind of like really you had to throw this in right at the end. It just yeah. It felt like it's just tacked on at the end, and uh, it's just lame. And uh, and I was really really mad because I felt like you know I'd watched four seasons. Um, you did the deep dive with reading the books and watching yeah, the movie. Watched the movie. Um, you know, I even downloaded you know the the the, the theme song. Um, and listen to more music by the group who did the theme song or something. Yes, the Andy Warhols, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been listening to a podcast about Veronica Mars and um, all this stuff. And um, and I kind of had to confront it all the very next day. Mm-hmm. Because, um, the new episode of the Veronica Mars podcast downloaded, and they're still in season one. And, um, and I was like, well, am I going to listen to it? Or, you know, am I going to say, you know, I, I'm done. I'm <laughs> you, Veronica. And, and I was like, no, you know, because season one was awesome. I, mm-hmm. I want to hear, and then you know, a part of me is like, well, I'll keep tracking along till, till they get to the end and see how brokenhearted they are. Um, you know, because I had a coworker who's just been waiting for me to get there, of course. Right. You know, where I pissed off true. She was like, yeah, I know, right? And, and uh, you know, I was kind of like, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? You knew what was coming. Right. And you still encouraged it. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you told me, I mean, because I was mildly interested in watching it because I do really like Kristen Bell. And it's funny, I did watch an episode of The Good Place last night. But uh, once you told me... <laughs> what what ultimately happens and i mean you told me about okay season one was really good season two was good season three kind of fell off um that kind of thing i was like yeah so once you told me what happened i was like yeah i'm not watching it (laughs) and it's not even so much that because of what happened happens it's because of the way it was done it was kind of you know it's just kind of thrown in there like oh here's some shock value for you or whatever and it's like no no no, you don't really need all that sometimes it's okay to end a series or whatever without some major cliffhanger stupid moment so so yeah but i'm not i'm not watching it (laughs) on the topic of earlier you know how how your co-worker really wanted you to watch that even yeah. though they knew that was coming right quick psychology thing people are evil in that way <laughs> when one person people are very selfish look 
No one is immune to this. People yeah. are intentionally selfish. It's part of a need to survive. And so when they experience loss, they will try to, they will experience jealousy and they will try to spread this loss. <laughs> others fall down to their level. And the loss is cushioned. And because them as narcissistic, selfish animals inside of a human body, right. honey, want to put everyone else on their level. So when they get back elevated, they're on top rather than on the bottom. Yeah, That's I mean, true. Yep. misery it. loves company. Yeah, so. Exactly. I'm miserable, so I want to see someone else miserable. <laughs> I feel better. It, it isn't even intentional. Yeah. It's just, you know, how our mind works. It's, it's part a part of the human condition. And, and that's why, Latoya, I think you should watch it. Um, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, the, the, the first few seasons are great. You'll love it. You'll love the characters. And then once, you're, once you make it past season two, you're, you're going to watch the rest of it. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there still are shows out there that I've started. And, like, the, you know, like, let's say – Orange is the New Black. I watched the first maybe three or so seasons and then I just stopped. I don't normally just stop a series. It'll be in my TV time app for like forever. And then I just, I'm like, okay, yeah, ultimately I'm not going back to that. So I'll mark that that show as, no, you know, no longer well, watching or whatever. Let me tell you, you know, because I told you when I talked on the phone that night, I was like, well, you know, I don't know what else I'll fill that void with, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I decided that night, well, I'm going to go ahead and just watch the rest of, um, you know, Looking for Alaska, right? Okay. And I, there, there's four episodes. I only made it through two of them, and I'm not going to watch the rest of them because I, I, I went ahead and wikied what was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> not a huge spoiler for anybody, you know, but suffice to say, I watched at the end of the episode of one of them, and somebody dies, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just going to say it. Alaska, the girl who's in the fucking pot <laughs> dies at the end of like episode six, right? It's eight episodes, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? Seriously? The same night I watched the end of Veronica Mars, they're going to kill Alaska? <laughs> I went on to, to Wikipedia and I'm like, what the hell's going to happen in these next two episodes, right? And so I read those and they, everybody's like, oh, wow, did she commit suicide or was it an accident or was she murdered? Turns out it was an accident. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. I feel you on that. I feel you. But see, like, you actually took the time to to find out what happened. Sometimes, like, with Orange is the New Black and stuff, I just stopped watching, and I was like, I don't care what happened. Well, yeah, am I, I going to waste two more hours of my life on this? And then when I read it was going to happen, I'm like, I'm glad I did not. I, well, I am glad as well. What do you want to say, T'Challa? Um, did you ever talk about Daybreak on here? I told her I was watching. I don't think we talked since we finished the season right yeah no we haven't talked since you finished it was actually surprisingly good just seeing like what you told me originally and like just the basic series info in the trailer honestly it was very different from what i thought it was it wasn't it it ended up being not as silly as i expected yeah it had all serious parts early on it was pretty funny yeah like like the first the first episode was hilarious yeah First few after that were good. They were pretty funny. Towards the middle of the season, it started kind of eh, okay. Yeah. And towards the end, it just kind of. I mean, I'm. I wasn't gonna stop watching it. I mean, I still want to see the second season whenever it comes out. Yeah. But it just. If I <laughs> the beginning was like that, I wouldn't have watched it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of times I've been like that. Yeah, if the, it, if the it's, it's beginning kinda, had been like the ending, I wouldn't have kept going. Yeah, it's just... Right. It sounds like it was good enough to keep you mildly interested enough to yeah. tolerate another season. Yeah, so it was kind of stressful, actually. Hmm. You know, I had recommended it to a student of mine, and um, so she came up to me the other day, and, um, and I had not finished the season, so it was not like I just wanted to ruin her life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She came up, she says, I finished Daybreak. I said, oh, did you like it? She goes, I did not like how that ended. And I said, yeah, I didn't like that either. And so then we like, you know, commiserated. But um, I think if there's a second season, I'll, I'll watch it. I will too. I mean, it was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I still have a couple of stuff on my list that I need to 
tune back into. Uh, I know that The Crown season three is out and, you know, it's a completely different cast than the first two seasons. So, but I have to be in a mood to watch it because I know that whenever I do that, I'll end up just binging it. So I, I'm very um, calculating on, on how I watch certain things. <laughs> yeah, my student teacher, um, he loves that show. Yeah. yeah, the first two seasons were amazing. So... And today was his last day with me, in fact. Oh, how was it overall? Yeah, um, he was, he was okay. Um, he was a nice guy. Um, he ended up, uh, you know, he gave me a nice, uh, thank you card. Mm-hmm. He'd written a lot of stuff on and a like gift card to the movies. And, oh, that was really nice. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you didn't have to do that. All I gave you you know, was a good luck kind of, <laughs> um, but, uh, you yeah, know, he was, he was a nice guy. I, I think he'll, he'll be fine. Um, okay. So he's not completely turned away from the teaching profession. Oh no, no. He's, he's, uh, got one semester left and he's, um, already put in a request to come back to Baldwin. Um, and he'd asked me, you know, if, you know, if it works out and he's approved to come back to Baldwin, could he come back with me? Um, and he, in that case, he would be with me all day. Oh, okay. As opposed to just the one class. Well, I mean, you know, he, he'll get to see you at your best then, because I know that that class wasn't necessarily your, your best class. No, it was my worst class. <laughs> well, I was trying to be like, okay, I was being diplomatic about it, but okay, fine. Yes, your worst class. So yeah. we'll see. And so some of the things he wrote in his little note, um, you know, he said that he really admired the way that he, he said several times over these six weeks that he had noticed, um, you know, opportunities when I could have just allowed something to continue or to just go on and instead, you know, that I would take the time to go over and talk mm-hmm. to them and, you know, to encourage them to keep moving and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I was like, Hmm. <laughs> I was, yeah, I don't have the temperament for for teaching. I never have. I've had people in the past tell me, "Oh, you should be a teacher." No, no, um, I, I'm too miserable a person to be a teacher on the regular. So, because even today when I was doing the training sessions, I was just like, oh, there are moments where I was like, oh, just I'd, I'd much rather be doing something else than this. Like, you know, I'm like, I'd, I want to actually be working on a project rather than teaching and I mean there are times where I get really energized by teaching but when I know that the the end user is not as in love with something as I am then I start to get irritated because I'm like oh I have all this knowledge I want to share with you and you're just mildly interested if at all yeah but then then, after weeks of people you know being totally uninterested when you have that one student who tells you, you know, man, oh yeah, F. Scott Fitzgerald's like my favorite author now. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, see, I'm I'm just like I said, I'm getting too old now. I ain't got time to wait for all that. <laughs> I want I want the immediate gratification. I want to wait and wait you know, wade through all of that stuff. So, you yeah. know, whatever. But I mean, I think it's perfect that you're a teacher. It makes sense. So so well, yeah. I think that T'Challa and I will be seeing Frozen 2 this weekend. That is the plan as well for me. We were going to go tonight because um, obviously this would be the preview night since it opens tomorrow. However, uh, Beyonce is staying with Miles and Gwen this weekend or this week. They've, she's been there. So um, her mother said that she was going to take her to the movie. So uh, instead... I, we have to wait until this weekend to maybe my brother and my sister-in-law will go together hmm. to it. So I don't know when, maybe on Saturday or something, but they did. Um, so I, since I was here with, with Kay on Tuesday and stuff, we ultimately didn't go anywhere. Uh, but she took, um, Gwen took Beyonce to see playing with fire. And she said it was actually a cute movie. It was, it was rated PG. And, you know, again, I like it because it has, it has John Cena in it. You know, it's like John Cena is the white version of The Rock for me. So um, I do still want to see it, but I'm not going to make her see it. So next week I may, we may see that or I actually do want to see Ford versus Ferrari. Because, again, I'm a geek when it comes to 
those types of stuff. <laughs> and mm -hmm. because I love the actors who are supposed to be, who are in it. So. Yeah. Well, and yeah, you know, next week during a, you know, the holiday week, I'm definitely going to see Knives Out. I know you've talked about that to death and I've been seeing more and, you know, the trailers more and more when I do bother to watch commercials. And I mean, I do, I do want to see it, but I'm not as excited about it as, as you are. <laughs> well, I mean, it looks great. It does, but I mean, it, it seems more almost like a shade of ten Tarantino-esque. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'll see it, but yeah. I still think it's weird that you never ultimately saw Zombieland too. So I'm guessing you're gonna wait till that comes out on some premium channel. Oh yeah, and I'll watch it then. Um, it's just you know, it's I don't know. I think they waited too long. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think the first one, like like T'Challa said, was so good that you know it really didn't need a uh, sequel. Right, yeah, that's true. There yeah. are certainly movies that fall into that category. So this, oh. yeah. So this week I did. So I started fairly recently. I think it was definitely this month. I started watching a new series uh, because I caught up on all of the Murdoch mysteries and all what thirteen seasons of it or whatever. I have an episode to watch that was just that recently aired. I think this week, but. Anyway, I finished A Place to Call Home. It's the, it's a, the Australian series I was watching. It was six seasons. And so I did finish this, that up this week. And then, and it wasn't the, it wasn't like, oh, just 10 episodes. They had about 12 or so episodes per, per season. And then I did, this weekend, Kay and I did end up watching Jack Ryan season two, which was actually very good. So I know you said you still, you hadn't seen the first season. No. No, and I thought about watching it the other day, and I just haven't had a chance to. Yeah, I mean, again, just like with anything else, you have to be in a certain mood to watch certain things. And so I wasn't going to watch it because I didn't think we were going to have the time to finish all of it. And I know it's something I wanted to binge, but it worked out that we did because Wednesday he didn't leave until like closer to the afternoon. And so when I did wake up, we still had, I think, three or four more episodes to watch, and we just knocked them all out. Um, so it was, it was really good. Season one was great and season two was really good as well. So I would definitely recommend watching it. Okay. If you're into that kind of like Jason Bourne-esque type of stuff, it's, it's along that same vein. Yeah. And I, I mean, I like, I've seen two of the Bourne movies. You've only, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I've seen them all, but, but yeah, you, you'll enjoy it if you like that type of movie. Yeah. Okay. So what's going on in entertainment? I, I'll go ahead and start first because it leads into yours. So apparently there is not going to be a Victoria's Secrets fashion show this year. Why does that lead into mine? Because there's no angels. Oh. Um, <laughs> it kind of leads into both mine. Mm -hmm. So... Anyway, about this specifically, I do think it's funny. I think part of it, they were saying it has to do with like de declining sales and that kind of stuff. And more people are turning to um, um, brands like Third Love or even uh, Rihanna's Fenty. Um, but they ultimately decided that they were not going to do the show this year, that the, the doing the televised show wasn't really the right fit anymore for right now. I'm like, um, okay. Well, I'm because like I've never even watched any of the, the the shows. I know they came on, but I I don't know. I had no interest in seeing it. So for those of you who looked forward every year to the Victoria's Secret fashion show, it's not happening. <laughs> I've I've never watched it, so Well, I, I always like I know I remember the year that I think uh, Maroon 5 was on it maybe two or so years ago so I think I remember more of like oh who the musical artist is that's gonna be on it versus I, I couldn't even well no I couldn't name an angel but I, I don't care about that kind of stuff my body doesn't look like that never looked like that never will look like that so <laughs> don't need to see it <laughs> so I gave you that lead and you can take it yes well you know one angels to another speaking of no angels nobody wanted to 
Charlie's Angels in the theater. Um, I thought it looked like a cute movie, but it it bombed terribly. Yeah, I mean, because it was like the first weekend, it only made like eight point something million, was it? Or yeah. And, and so I'm like, yeah, that is a that is a true bomb. That is, that's <laughs> wow. Because I mean, I, it was why it was wide release. It wasn't just you know the the special one. So everyone who in the U.S. had an opportunity to go see it, and most everyone said no. Yeah, and uh, you know, I thought about going to see it, and I just didn't. I did too. I mean, I'm still not totally against seeing it, actually. Yeah, I mean, it probably won't be in the theaters very long, but I, I'll probably, probably watch. Not. On streaming, yeah, uh, yeah. Elizabeth Banks, you know, who was involved in putting it all together. I think she produced it and wrote it, and she's yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that it failed because men don't want to see women in action movies. Okay, I'm not buying that, but all right. Yeah, and she said that Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman didn't really count because they're male genre films. Okay, but how is that different? From, uh, see, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because I mean, it's so Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, what are it are male genre because they're superhero movies? I guess so, and they both serve some larger male-dominated continuity. Okay. But you know, I, I to me that's that's silly. That's because, a cop out. I think yeah, it's a cop out. Yeah, I mean, because um, you think about when I mean when Charlie's Angels was on, even on the like the television series that was catering to a male audience as well let's be real true so i think she was looking for a cop-out the the movie bombed and she wanted to come up with some reason why yeah. you, well, know, you know and ago, there was a, a what is it atomic blonde mm-hmm. a, a fairly successful film i liked it um I, d- I didn't see it but i do remember yeah yeah kill bill was a female driven mm-hmm. movie um and that was huge yeah, so Kill Bill is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I just think she was looking for an excuse, and it's it's kind of um, it's kind of in right now to bash superhero movies. Um, and uh, yeah, because it wasn't. Didn't we mention at one point you had said like, oh, Jennifer Aniston was bashing it and saying yeah, and it wasn't. Re- yeah, it's yeah. like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of angels, mm-hmm. Robbie Williams. Right? Yes. <laughs> It's for Singing Angels, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, his new album actually uh, comes out tomorrow. It's a Christmas album. It's a double album. Mm-hmm. Um, I got but it's the- a Christmas double album, not a double album in the sense that like, the flip side is something else. No, no, it's two CDs. Yeah. Of all Christmas stuff. Yeah, and which ha- some of it is like, I mean, I think there's like 10 or 11 new songs. Mm-hmm. They're all Christmas songs. Right, right. And he said that he um, approached Britney Spears about duetting on one of them. And her people said that she's not recording right now. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because she does have a lot of personal stuff going on. So it might have been during that period when some of that stuff started to flare up again with, yeah, her, with her family stuff. And... her Vegas shows at the moment. Either. No, she's not. She's, yeah. yeah, she's on hiatus from that for a while. But yeah, there was just a lot of um, home issues that were, yeah. So she's taking a break. But uh, his version of Rudolph is awesome. Um, I've already heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does duet with Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rod Stewart. Okay. Uh, several other folks on there. So he really likes the Canadians. <laughs> Rod Stewart's English. Is he? Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I was, well, I was thinking about Brian Adams. But he usually does stuff with <sighs> older talent now. Not like you know, like current artists and stuff. So he's well, yeah, usually I mean, he is, duets he's with season. So. I know, I know, it's so crazy, it's insane. Yeah, but I know he and um, Coldplay are both releasing their albums tomorrow, and it was kind of funny because I was reading an article, and you know the way that they decide what albums number one, it's based off physical sales, right? Streaming. Still an antiquated system, mostly, right? But yeah, streaming and then uh, radio plays. Mm-hmm. And all of these different things. And so both Robbie and Coldplay, since they're considered older artists, mm-hmm. they've been doing it because apparently it, it's weighted and the weight is given most to physical sales. Which makes no sense. Right. <laughs> but it, but that's, it's not that way for singles, right? So I'm getting yeah. 
So for like Robbie and uh, Coldplay, they've been doing everything they can to get people to buy physical albums. So for instance, Robbie, um, and he's, he did this for the last one, and I did it for the last album, but I didn't do it for this one. Mm -hmm. uh, you could pay extra and he would autograph it for you. Oh, okay. So I did that for the last one. And so I got it and it said, you know, hey, Barry, you know, love Robbie Williams. Right? He signed the, the album cover. That's uh, really cool. It is really cool. Yeah, sometimes I sleep with it. Oh, okay, but, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, Coldplay, right, what they're doing to try and drive sales is that if you buy it from their website, that you're able to then buy a ticket for one of their three concerts they're doing in January. And those concerts will be available. Those tickets are available only if you the album. Uh, okay. That's interesting. I saw today in a headline, I didn't read the article about Coldplay. Apparently they're going to stop touring until um, I guess what venues or something are environmentally conscious or I, again, I wasn't so interested to actually click on the, the article, mm -hmm. but. Um, I do like Coldplay. I mean, I've always liked them. I don't, I've never owned an actual Coldplay album. I have a collection of their songs, but, um, hmm. okay. So well, that's Rob cool. That, you know, his audience, he says that they're still, they're old enough that they buy albums. Right. And that's why, true. That's true. You know, which is why most of his albums still hit number one. But he said that most of his audience, they don't stream. Mm -hmm. so he said that you know that's why like his last album went to number one but he didn't have a single song hit the top 20 because he said you know it's hard for people his age right hit singles now because it's almost all based on streams and um so me being the fan i am actually sometimes i, I go in and i'll just like uh, you know start up a couple of his songs and just let them like repeat um <laughs> Oh, and streaming so that he'll get yeah. the <laughs> Spotify and stuff. Yeah. So the credit for it. Now I know he makes a little money that way too. So, you know, throw you some money, Robbie. Um, That's <laughs> okay. I could do that. I don't know how many other fans do that kind of thing. I've done it before. And I mean, as you're saying, yeah. like with Robbie and having the older audience, like of course my favorite artist is uh Michael Bublé, and he skews both both older and younger, fortunately. And so I've done that with some of his stuff because I still buy his physical albums. It's kind of like I was doing that also with Britney Spears for a while. I think maybe Femme Fatale might've been the last physical one I bought, but yeah, when, when it's our favorite artists, we still buy <laughs> the hard copy, even though it's like, you know, I'm like, I can't even play it on my computer, the hard copy, because my computer doesn't have a disc drive. So, so I have to play it on my, you know, either in my car or on my like stereo system, I still have a CD player, hmm. but, but yeah, I am. Um, How does Michael Bublé skew young? He skews young because of, well, if you've seen him in concert and just some of his stuff like that, his original stuff is poppy. And so he does have a younger audience as well. So he has a wider audience, I believe, than Robbie in that regard, because he sings the standards and he sings new poppy stuff. So does Robbie fuck you? What? If <laughs> okay, let's move on so that you don't like, you know, I can feel the dagger through the. <laughs> can at least come together. And of course, they did duet once. So we could be happy with that. Okay, we can. Yes, we can be happy with that. Well, speaking of albums, the new Selena Gomez album will be dropping soon. Uh, right now, they're referring to it as Selena Gomez 2 or SG2. It's not confirmed that that is definitely the title but it will be coming out on january 10th of 2020 i do plan on actually buying the album um because i think i've i have most of hers just the the digital copies i don't have the physical ones um and in other news lose you to love me was her first number one on the billboard hot 100 charts it was to me as well because i'm like there's a ton of her songs that i'm like i thought that that was that was they were definitely number ones but apparently this is her first billboard hot 100. Huh. but i mean you know they have so many different charts it's like whatever so so yeah i'm looking forward to it i um i'm definitely getting it and i know you will as well <laughs> yeah I mean, i'm not gonna buy it i'll uh 
I'll, you know, like it on Spotify and listen to it. For well, yes, yes, that is true. I will buy it from my from my site where I can get my albums for like two dollars and something. So the only physical CDs I buy anymore, I buy Robbie's. Right. Buy, take that. Um, and uh, I did buy the soundtrack to you know um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But right. Yeah, I remember you did. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so weird when it's like that they still rely on physical sales because I'm like, but this generation, no one uses, uh, you know, I mean, to me, a CD is old technology. There, no one does that anymore. They stream everything. I think the notion of albums is going to go away. Um, a lot of the, the groups that I really like now, um, like Ava Max that I've been sending you stuff mm -hmm. by. Um, she's now she's released like seven eight songs now she has no album yeah because who was it um if as one of the artists we used to listen to i don't know if it was rachel stevens or cheryl cole or something where that was like all they were doing were yeah. singles yeah well, well rachel stevens what she would do is she would release like nine or ten singles and then that's an album, an album. <laughs> right ava i'm sure that she's why would she bother with an album yeah yeah sure, you know the number of people her age that would be buying it was minuscule, you know? Yeah. I mean, that certainly makes me feel just so even older now that, you know, I mean, back, I mean, obviously you were around when there were eight tracks and I, I suppose I was too, but um, I remember of course the cassette and then the CD player. Then when you got into the iPods and then now it's just, yeah, I mean, it's everyone's just streaming on their phones and whatever else they don't buy the music anymore. Um, so it's weird. Cause I mean, you know, I talk about having my iTunes library or Apple music library where I physically still own, <laughs> um, digital copies of stuff. And yeah, nowadays people are like, yeah, who's going to buy it? They just stream it. All right. T'Challa, you sit in here for a minute while I, uh, have to go take my medicine. Oh, okay. So T'Challa, <laughs> while you discuss your next point. So T'Challa, well, we can talk about, we can continue talking about this. Since you're in the younger generation, do you do a lot of streaming of your music? Do you buy music? Um, I don't think I have ever bought anything music related. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm familiar oh, with SoundCloud. I use a good bit of YouTube too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly now with like YouTube and what is it, Vivo, and they they have a lot of the music videos, which I still think is kind of interesting that they're still doing music videos. But but yeah, that's interesting. I again, I still hoard music. I still have some CDs, and yeah, it's interesting to see how much, even in the span of twenty, thirty or so years, how much that entire how all of that changes so oh oh yeah um what you were saying about youtube mm -hmm. uh, yeah all my students that's how they um they stream music which is so weird to me because i'm like i i don't think i i don't immediately think oh music youtube i i just don't i still don't i don't i don't either i mean i mainly watch videos but i do use it for music and I mean, I, again, I haven't really bought any music myself, but I mean, I've been given like CDs and stuff. I have, um, the complete Titan AE OST from the movie. Oh yeah. The soundtrack. Yeah. The whole soundtrack. So, I mean, yeah. But yeah, I mean, nowadays it's getting harder and harder to find anything to play it on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like they you know sell it's not so easily you know like oh here you go because i mean i would assume that now cars i mean granted my car is t a 2015 but that a lot of them now may not even have the cd drives so i have a uh, clunky old uh portable uh radio <laughs> it's a it's a small household boom box cool cool I yeah I've, I've replaced that essentially with my echo dots <laughs> so have you tried to start an argument between them yet not uh, yet no <laughs> what you do is you is i'm pretty sure you can make them say things by saying things along the lines of hey alexa say such and such mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure they can do that 
So what you do is you say, hey Alexa, say, hey Alexa, say such and such. Mm -hmm. And and you just repeat this, and eventually they're just activating each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey Alexa, say Siri. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, that, that would be a mess. But hey Alexa, say, say Siri, say hey Alexa. Right. <laughs> it's like talk for five minutes like that, and then the next five minutes is just a cascade of noise as all your all your smartest <laughs> Found activating each other. Oh my gosh. It was oh, funny. Um, actually, recently, um, my internet had gone down last week, I believe it was, for a period. And it made me realize how dependent now we're on the internet to power most anything else in our homes. Because I'm like, you know, if the internet goes down, my security system goes down, um, you know, I can't you can't really do anything. Um, there are certain things that like, for those of us who have seen the purge, <laughs> we know that you cannot be dependent on an electrically powered security system. Okay. Yeah. yeah fortunately I've not seen the purge. <laughs> the best security system is a human head on a stick. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, wow. hand, I'll hand it back over. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. I don't know if like her covenant for her neighborhood watch or whatever will. You know. Well, we're not in a covenant neighborhood, so you know. Okay. Well, then you could put heads on bikes then. Right, I could. Um. So a, a show that you turned me on to that I inhaled uh, was you, and oh, yeah. so season two apparently drops on December twenty sixth. So it's like a Christmas present, an after Christmas. So a Boxing Day present, maybe. Um, okay. So I'm looking forward to it. Drop on Netflix, I guess. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Once. Huh? They'll probably do the whole season at once. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to that because, again, yeah, it will be something I will binge. So the last thing I wanted to mention is, you know, another way for us to feel like we, we amount to nothing <laughs> is that Kylie Jenner is selling a 51% um, stake in her beauty business, and she's expected to walk away with $600 million. Mm. Wow. She's what, like 20-something uh, at this, this point. I think she's 27, maybe? I don't even remember. But, but yeah, six hundred million. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I know it's just like I. You could even give me piece of a million. I don't even need all of that. I don't. I don't need the zeros or anything. Um. But yeah, yeah. I was like, that made me feel just so special today as I'm, you know, working all these extra long hours and doing stuff. It's like, wow. And not to say that she doesn't work, but, you know, celebrity certainly helps. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one last thing I wanted to say is that uh, Disney Plus, for the folks who have that. Um, I still have not watched anything on it. But, they're doing uh -huh. like the slow rollout of all their episodes. So. Oh, okay. Two of the three first three two of the first three episodes of The Mandalorian. It's been excellent. Um, yeah, I've seen you post about that. I it is on my list of things I want to watch. Verify it is really good. Yes. Cool. And um, I've watched the first two episodes of uh, the Jeff Goldblum show. Mm -hmm. Yes, I remember. So, um, you might not like it as much because it's not about sneakers, and I know your people really love the sneakers. Oh, Lord. Okay, yeah. Um, the second episode's about ice cream. Oh, I love me some ice cream. And it's funny. They have Ben and Jerry on, mm -hmm. and they ask them, you know, why is their, you know, they're so famous for their flavors. And one of them, I honestly forget if it's Ben or Jerry. I forget. But he has no sense of smell. <laughs> and so okay. It's taste buds. And so his partner was always like trying to create new flavors for him. Mm -hmm. And he'd always say, I can't taste it. And they'd throw in more, you know, flavor. Mm -hmm. Still can't taste it. They'd throw in more flavor. And then finally, when it would get strong enough where he'd go, Yeah, I can kind of taste it. Right. Then they'd know it was ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's why they have so much flavor. It's because one of them can barely taste anything. 
And um, well, I'm not even so. I've had Ben and Jerry's before. I'm not a huge fan, to be honest, yeah. um, of their ice cream. I'm more like if you're going with a store brand ice cream, I'm more of a Hagen Dazs person, even though their stuff is stupid expensive. I do but, like the Hagen Um I also like Bluebell. Bluebell. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, but Hagen Dazs is just ridiculously expensive for no reason. But I do love it, so I'm a snob in that way. What? For a little while there, I was buying the little containers. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> when you say that, I bought some last week. I think I bought a total of four of the pints, I guess, or whatever. And like to me, a pint is one serving. So yeah, yeah, I will just take that. <laughs> yeah, they always say there's like three servings in that or something. Whatever. Mm-mm. Like, no. <laughs> Because, yeah, it's the it's the correct size to be just like you know. You, are you really going to stop and put it back? It's like you exactly left to save. But then, do you really want to eat the whole thing? Well, I always get to like the halfway point in the pint or whatever, yeah. and and yeah, I I have that dilemma because I'm like, well, do I? For me too, it's like, do I get up out from where I'm sitting to take it back to the kitchen? Or do I just go ahead and keep eating wow, it? Wow, first world problems. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, that exactly. Like the right there. That it is. So, so yeah. But um, the only I, the Ben and Jerry's that I do like, I think, was like they had a special one that was a Colbert one or something. I think. Huh. You know, yeah. they did one for each of like um, like the late night hosts. I think that right. Um, what's his name? Not Kimmel. Um, ugh totally forgot his Fallon there we go it was Fallon hey, uh, I think yeah he had one um as well but that was the only yeah that's the only thing that I like from them because I'm very traditional I just I want vanilla all the time it's always vanilla sometimes I'm daring and I'll have some strawberry but usually nine times out of ten it's it's vanilla so yeah I, i've really gotten i like vanilla with um caramel yes oh yeah that is fantastic yeah all right so we've gone over an hour yes we have so we should be logging off relatively and yeah well that yeah and you know since i still have to do the whole move it to the windows computer edit move it back yeah. So i didn't tell t'challa this but every now and then t'challa i'll slip and actually say your real name but, every now and then oh my gosh Latoya catches those things in post-production <laughs> and you know make sure that they're ironed out right that's exactly what i do <laughs> yeah. I, re- I really don't care but i mean i do appreciate the pseudonym and if you're gonna start off with pseudonyms gotta keep with pseudonyms that's right. exactly tell that to your father who is the one who has the problem most of the times <laughs> All right, so I'm going to sign off um, basically the way one of America's favorite TV characters with his catchphrase. Uh, is it Eric Cartman? No. Because, uh, screw you guys, I'm going home. Sounds pretty perfect right now. That does sound good, actually. Damn. That is perfect. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I was uh, going to go with a, uh, a slightly different character. Surprise, motherfucker. All right, we're out.